podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand and Just Podcast. My name is Cameron Bell. This is your extra show for the week. And uh, I'm not only happy because Rangers have successfully navigated the first Premiership game back after the winter break by beating Hibs 3-0 at Easter Road. And let's face it, it has been some challenging weather conditions in Scotland this week. But more so because I'm joined by my very good friend on this week's extra, Mr Colin McMillan. Colin, thank you so much for coming on and joining me. Hello, Cammy. I'm delighted, equally delighted to be making you happy, as I am with Rangers' uh, post-winter uh, break performances, which I've not always been able to say, so I'll merit saying it and I'll relish saying it because we've come back from winter break and won two matches in a row and damn, does it feel good. It does. And do you know what? We were just talking as we were about to get set up um, to come and record. I'm going to give you a little spoiler, folks, and I'm sorry to bust any myths, I think, as the kids would say. Colin and I are recording this pretty much straight after the Hibs game, so if there's been any signings, announcements happen to have happened on Thursday before you get a chance to listen to this, I'll apologise in advance, but I'll be able to tell you very shortly how to be able to keep up with all of your latest Rangers news. Here's a hint. Join our Patreon site. However, Colin, let's get back to the game. Um, It was a, a, a a change team, as you absolutely would have expected, um, following our, our, our win at Dumbarton at the weekend. Um, and the reason as to why, and I'm really glad you pointed out, because I don't want to be blasé about us returning back to action after a winter break. Um, seems straightforward, but yet in our very recent history, it hasn't been. So to be able to come back, produce a result, and let's face it, was was relatively tough conditions. I ground that we've not necessarily struggled to get a win at recently, but we have had to bring out some big performances over the last number of years. I don't want to sit here and say that it was really straightforward, because we'll talk about the game, obviously, but I do want to give absolute credit to Philippe Clement, to the, the, the squad, um, because, again, it's 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 been very much relied upon the squad to come back and get that result that we've we've, we've watched earlier on. Um, just, I'm just really pleased that we don't have to come on here and grumble about, you know, points being dropped needlessly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's the consistency that we were wanting. That, that's exactly what it is, Cammy. Going into this match against Tibbs, and I'm sure I wasn't alone in starting to get a little bit nervous before it. And I shouldn't be getting nervous before matches against Tibbs because. Recent history tells you that Rangers don't really struggle at Easter Road. It's not really a thing. Um, but it's a combination of the experiences we've had over the last number of seasons coming back from this winter break and not being fired on all cylinders. It's the experiences that we've got recently of this team and this bunch of players letting us down at times when it really matters. And tonight it did really, really matter because this was one of our games in hand. This was us pulling back points at the top of the table to put us closer to our rivals, put pressure on them and keep this title race going. So it was a big, big game. It was an important game. And we've seen them stumble many times when that sort of pressure's on them. But they didn't do that tonight. They actually had what is, I don't think we're out of order describing as a routine win. Um, Hibs were not really in it. They had a couple of odd chances. Our keeper made a couple of good saves. But we made other chances that we didn't score. We scored three fabulous goals and we just controlled the match. And that's exactly what we needed um, going into this game. And I'm delighted at how it went. It was a really good performance, a really good night's business. And I think a sure sign of things are still to come and even going to get even better. So I am absolutely delighted with how things have gone. Yeah, and, and listen, let's jump into it. Now, one of the things that, because you're right, over the piece, the performance was was very good. Um, again, absolutely right to say, some excellent goals scored by Rangers. Um, uh, and I, I want to be fair, right? Because we're always fair in heart and hand. We do want to be able to see it through the optic of, you know, it's not about necessarily blue-tinted glasses all the time. We'll all, always try and give a fair perspective. And one of the things that I think it is fair to say, Colin, is that in the opening kind of phase of the game, the opening period, there were times where I thought we were a little bit sloppy with some of the passing. I didn't think that we looked 
um, clinical enough in the final third. Um, I wasn't worried, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, I was pulling my hair out with frustration and, as you rightly say, we've, we've seen this movie before. I just, there's a difference to it now. And I think the best way I can surmise that difference is under this manager and seeing a team win a trophy this season and exactly as you mentioned there, seeing a team that's capable of trying to recoup an advantage, being able to try and and make up ground. I was actually disappointed in how we started purely because I knew we could play better. And that sounds so simple when you say it, but it's not something that we've seen this season since really this manager came in. And um, and that's, I think, why I was kind of frustrated at the start because I just knew we could we could turn up a level, just turn up a couple of dials, um, a couple of notches in the dial, I should say, and then we would just be able to get into motion and you could see it starting to fall into place with some of the players when eventually we obviously did get the opener. But that's probably why I was frustrated at the beginning. Yeah, it did take about 20 minutes or so to get going properly. Um, there's probably a couple of things behind that. One, after Dumbarton, the players were getting used to not playing in the middle of a tornado stroke hurricane. Um, that might have been a, a bit of a shock to the senses them after the recent trade days training they've had and that match. Um, it could also be that Rangers-Hibs games are quite open, Cami. We attack them and they also attack us. And that's unusual in Scottish football. It's certainly unusual for us to come across teams like that domestically. So sometimes there is a little bit of figuring each other out at the start of these games and not wanting to commit too much to figure out what the other one's going to do. So there was a little bit of that as well. Um, I felt John Lundstrom in particular was kind of responsible for us moving from that kind of sluggish play into the more attacking and taking control of it that we saw for the kind of the, the last 70 minutes. I felt when he kind of started to own the midfield, we owned the game at that point and that's when it really changed and he was involved in that first goal. Yeah, I mean, the first goal, it's been interesting because obviously there has been a lot of talk um, in this transfer window. Obviously, we're still about a week shy of it, of it wrapping up and, uh, and Yilmaz has been targeted I think it's fair to say again you know reports of him potentially moving to Turkey the manager was very expressive in terms of he, he can't go out the rest of the season with one left back obviously referring to Borna Barisic um, but I actually thought and, and, and listen I've been a critic of Yilmaz I, I still I'm still concerned that his size limits what he can do within the Scottish game but what you saw tonight and I think and I do want to give special mention in particular to the fact that he doesn't shuck challenges, Colin. I think that's fair to say. He does have a lot of fight in him, right? And that's that's a great plus point to play in our league. But the other thing I want to say as well is that when he did have to do his defending, um, the, <laughs> I'd actually remember quite distinctly, and this was, I think, the opening 10 minutes of the game, um, there was a booking, which again is pretty unheard of, because he was fouled originally, Andrew Dallas didn't give it, which again was a ridiculous decision, a couple which he made, you know, in the game. Um, Yilmaz didn't let it affect him. He gets back up, he goes again, he then causes another foul, and then this time we're given the booking, and uh, he just stuck to his task. But then when you see him start to go forward, I thought there was some decent link-up play with Matondo at times, but a wonderful lofted ball by Lundstrom, and then just this delicious finish straight as an arrow um, puts Rangers 1-0 up um, I don't think David Marshall's covered himself in glory tonight I'm going to be perfectly honest but nothing he could do about this because it was just a fantastic slot uh, just by his right hand post and, and Rangers are 1-0 up and and I will say you're bang on the money um, Lundstrom had started to control it a little bit more he had started to settle into the game a little bit more and it was just a great bit of inventive play to be able to get us a goal, which, and as far as I'm concerned, at that point in the game, I think we deserved. Yeah, I think we did deserve it. Um, it certainly set us on our way. Um, anybody that's listening to me on the Patreon site will know that I have been a kind of long-term Ridvan Yilmaz fan. I liked him from the start. I felt he had something different about him. I felt he with just something different to offer in terms of he was always looking for a forward pass. He was also looking at through balls rather than just crosses all the time. He always looked to move forward, and I liked that. And I found it really frustrating, the kind of issues he had with injuries, uh, the issues he had when not being in the European squad and therefore missing quite a lot of games because the managers at the time wanted to have a consistent back four if it were possible, so he was kind of not playing left back either. 
since he's came back into the team the last couple of months and got a consistent run, he seems to have got better and better and better. And the biggest criticism he gets, um, and you've just been guilty of it yourself, Cammy, is his height and his stature. But you can't give a, a list of times where that's actually caused us any issues. There's the Shanklin goal that I think any defender could have made that mistake against him. Other than that, he's never let us down because of his height. He's never shirked out of challenges. He doesn't go down, he doesn't hide. He's a brave wee guy, like scrappy-doo type of thing. Um, but going forward, I think, is when he really comes alive and he does offer that little different thing and he's got that ability and he's now scoring goals as well. That goal tonight was absolutely brilliant. First, John Lundstrom, like you said, it's really easy thing in the world. We do it every day, watching the TV, to say, right, John Lundstrom, just play that out of the box now. It's it's not about knowing to do that. It's about knowing to do that and then actually achieving it and managing it. And he did it. Perfect ball in. Yilmaz's first touch was brilliant. He controlled the ball amazing and then smashed it with the second one right into the back of the net. It was a brilliant goal, one of the, probably the goal of the night. And it was a night where there was three very good goals. The third one was a, a strange one, but equally good. Um, he just does something that I don't think the other left back can do. Borna's been a great servant for us over the years, done some great stuff, assisted so many goals. But I just think in 2024, Yilmaz is the type of left back that we want to have. And I hope he stays. I hope this window closes and he's still here because I just think he's going to get better the more he plays. Um, my, my concern and the one the thing that kind of beats away at me a little bit is that he's potentially playing so much just now to get him in that, that shop window so that teams see him and maybe want to buy him. And the fact that he's doing so well will get clubs interested in him. I think there will be still bids to come for him. Um, I think he's an asset, Cammy, in that he's one of the play- few players that we've got that we could probably afford to lose and it doesn't derail our whole season and we can get some decent money for him and that would maybe then unlock the door at the other end and enable us to buy some more players so I think he's important in terms of how the window goes but selfishly because I'm such a fan of him I hope he stays and I think he's starting to show some of the, the doubters that he's got something about him and that he, he's, he's capable of playing play that position at left back for us mm. Well I mean you say you know his height hasn't cost but has it been a problem he can't put up a set of curtains. He can't change a light bulb in his living room. He can't get things off the high shelf in the kitchen. So I'm sure he's, he's got a friend. I mean, I've got a friend like you that can do that stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> um, listen, it's all valid points, right? I do get that, and I think um, I, I still, I still stay true to my argument in the fact that I think if if players are going to going to be physical against me, they know they can get some space in the air against them. I think it's going to cost us at times. But listen. You know, I think that when we consider what we did tonight in terms of a makeshift defence, because obviously we're Lee and Balligan and John Suter playing Conagles and obviously suspended, um, I, I thought at times it looked a little bit in disarray. But what I will say is, I think at times some of his, some of Yilmaz's defending, I think, you know, was excellent. So I, I do want to, like I say, we're fair, right? So I think he absolutely deserves the, the praise at both ends of the park. Um, and as you say, a brilliant goal. What I'm worried about, Colin, to, to, to compliment your point, is if we do sell him, I hope we have a replacement literally ready to go at a minute's notice because we uh, we will need to bring someone else in to be able to try and replace him. Um, and I'm just hoping that if that move does materialise, that we are ready to be able to press that button because we can't uh, we can't dilly dally if we if we have to be able to go back to market with them as well. So yeah, I totally agree with that one. Um, what I will say is I I, I think our manager is no mug. I don't see him sanctioning the sale unless that is the situation, especially if I'm going on record and saying he cannot do the season with just one left back. So hopefully you're you're right and that is the case that if he does go, there's somebody waiting in the wings. It's kind of almost agreed that we're just waiting for this to happen then we're signing you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're right, but you and I both know and we're long enough in this game that the issue that you've got with player transfers is that there's tons of moving parts and I think the, I think the manager has a a certain amount of control, but we will see. We will see. Anyway, let's move on to uh, another enigma, and that is by the name of Todd Cantwell. Um, I thought in the immediate run-up to something that happened before he scored the second goal, I thought Cantwell at times just looked a little bit lacklustre. There's times... There's times when he gets accused calling, right? And I'm interested to get your take on this. That from a, a, a body language perspective, it looks like as if he's not 
at the races. And I don't mean that he's not interested because I think I think you can get in your own head as a player. And I think that Todd Cantwell is 100% one of those players that if it's not going right for him, it eats at him, it eats at him, it eats at him. And until he does something and assists the goal, it, it's tough for him to exercise that demon. However, um, in injury time, Todd Cantwell is is shepherding the ball at a play and literally gets sandwiched and 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 halved by two Hibs players. Again, should have been a booking. Uh, the players took out not only Todd Cantwell but Nick Montgomery, um, mm-hmm. Philippe Clement doing exactly what he should do. And by the way, I love this. Right, I love how much he gets in the referees' faces yeah. because I think there's two things that happen there. The first thing is it starts to do what I've been screaming for, um, and you know, Colin, because we do a lot of the. Uh, the post matches um, where I complain um, and or on our Patreon site about the fact that I want to see players challenging referees when they don't give cards when there should be cards given. I mean, blatant, clear as day cards. I've seen a bit more of that from the players, by the way, but I also think that stems from the manager. And the second thing is, I think it indicates to the players that the manager's not happy with it. And I don't think our last two managers, by the way, would have had that kind of reaction. But that's an aside. Todd Cantwell then gets himself up, dusts himself off, which again, he does quite well. Um, There's a great uh, passage of play move forward. Now, there's, there's a couple of bits I want to talk about here as well, about this particular passage of play, where a great ball in from Ross McCausland. Cantwell is exactly where we need him. Sitting within that kind of 18 to 20, 25-yard space, that, that little corridor that maybe just runs across the front of the box, where he's capable of not only being able to try and play a quick one-two, being able to try and, and play a really defence-splitting pass that a, a few players can see, or doing what he did, which was a fantastic shot with very little backlift, caused, by the way, from a great run by Fabio Silva to be able to take the man away from it, open up the space and with very little backlift he puts it straight past David Marshall Marshall again I think slow to react again I don't think he covered himself in glory but another one almost like Yelmazis where he could do so little about it it was past him before he really knew too much about it and that I think was just you know a fantastic goal and something which I hope gives Cantwell a little bit of um, confidence to go out and, and hopefully do it again and do it a little bit more consistently because that's definitely something that we're landing at his, at his door at the moment he's not done enough of. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the goal first, so the goal was a wonderful goal. Um, great ball in from McCausland. Um, Cantwell's still got a lot to do. Um, he takes it, he, he pirouettes on the ball, turns brilliantly and then just smashes it. Great, great finish. And you can tell it meant a lot to him. Uh, he'd been getting a lot of stick throughout the game from their supporters, like he does pretty much against every team in Scotland. He gets a lot of abuse for a various number of reasons, many of which are not his own fault and he shouldn't be getting abuse for. Um, and he, he did this sort of, sort of shush thing, holding his ears and all that sort of stuff, which he's perfectly entitled to do. But yeah, it's a great, great finish. He had not kicked a ball the whole game before this, Cammy. Um, he just wasn't involved. Um, he, he he found himself in a decent position, but he was offside at one point, quite very well offside, and he just didn't look up for it at all. I know there was a small incident in the warm up for the game uh, tonight where he took a bit of a bump during that, but he was well enough to continue. But then he did go off at half time as a precaution. I don't know if the two are linked or not. Haven't heard. Um, so I'll defend his performance a little bit. And that if he was carrying something or he got something during the game, it did cause him to leave the match at half time. The other thing I'll say about Todd Cantwell, Cammy, is that Todd Cantwell does come into a fair bit of criticism um, from a lot of Rangers fans, myself and you included. But he comes under that criticism not because we don't like him, not because we think he's hopeless, but because we think he's capable of much more, because he is one of our best players, because he's one of our players that can create little bits of magic. He's got the skill, he's got the talent. We've seen him do it plenty of times. So when he is quiet and when he's not involved, we question that more um, than we do probably other players because we know he can do things that other players can't. So in some ways, it's a bit of a reverse compliment that we get on his back sometimes for not controlling these matches because it's not because we think he's crap. It's because we have a high standard of him and we want him to do that more and more often. Um, He also does come in for a hell of a lot of abuse in games, can we? Not just from the fans and the abuse from the stands and stuff like that. He gets kicked up and down the park domestically. 
and he he does let it bother him sometimes. He sees his retaliation at times. You see him getting bookings quite often. That a lot of which come, I think, from frustration. I think some of that can affect his body language at times. He is also a guy that the camera loves. So he's on camera more than any other player in the team, pretty much. So you see more of that body language as well. Um, so I think I'm defending him quite a bit here because I do like him a lot. But I will be the first to say it tonight. He was goal apart, pretty hopeless. But that goal is what we love about him. Is that's what he can do. And we just want to see that, like you said, consistently and more often because if he could do that, and be consistently the guy that steps up and scores that goal, then he becomes such an asset to this team and such an asset to this title race. Um, and hopefully that goal spurns him on and keeps it keeps it coming for him. He seems a confidence player, so hopefully that goal gives him that confidence and we see more of it starting at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a couple of changes at half-time, Colin, which uh, I think uh, where... I, I certainly thought the Cantwell one was going to be expected because obviously Todd Cantwell goes off, Nick, uh, Nicholas Raskin goes off. Um, the reason being that I think you know, as we mentioned before, with that that sandwich that he got, um, he was actually going down. It looked like as if he was potentially having a bit of a groin issue. Raskin, um, the manager said afterwards, both players were really taken off for for precautionary reasons. Um, Raskin had, had felt just a slight pull, but the impression I get from reading the manager's comments and 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 probably just getting an understanding of the fact that Raskin's not long back, obviously from a longer term injury, he's he's just wanting to make sure that you know again he's just managed back into the game. Um, Raskin, I, I know, came into a little bit of criticism for tonight. I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a kind of pass because, um, again, just back from that injury, been able to try and settle back into. Um, he knows he can do better, right? It's probably the best way I can put it. Now, there's something I want to mention um, that that happened towards the the, the kind of opening phases of the, the second half. And this was obviously Hibbs been able to come through and there was a great chance that Hibbs had um, where a lovely cut ball, but I think it was from Johan, went to um, their uh, new signers, Molida, I think his name is. I can't remember. Yeah. And Jack Butlin pulls off a fantastic save. Interesting to note, Colin, some of the press are saying that it's a terrible miss. I don't agree with that. I think it's still a great save because Butland has to be big. Butland, I think, has pretty much confirmed himself as player of the season already anyway. But what I want to mention is this is the kind of thing that can go unnoticed in a 3-0 win. But we've spoken so many times, Colin, about fine margins. And when we were talking about having to, to reshape and recreate and revamp and refurbish this team that we did last summer, one of the things that we had to be able to look at was when we had some of those game-changing moments. Now, I am not for a single second going to sit here and suggest we would have lost tonight had Hibs scored early on in the second half, right? I'm not saying that they would have turned around. I, I'm not saying that whatsoever. But what I'm saying is that the confidence that a second goal gives you becomes very quickly evaporated when you go two one down, or uh, when 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 sorry your 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 lead is then halved and your opposition is only two one down, and they might start to feel a wee bit of fear, a little bit uh, uh, you know hesitation within what you're trying to do. And Butland obviously managed to stop all that in its tracks before it even became a thing. But these are the fine margins that we talk about. And this is why it makes such a difference. Because at 2-0, you're up in cruising, it looks nice and comfortable. You've had to take a couple of players off by this stage. You've 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 got a lead that's now been halved, as I say. There could have been wobbles. But in a split second, we've taken that, you know, potential issue away. And then we just reset, we go back on with our game. And and again, like I said, that was for me one of the few moments that just could have swung it slightly. And it, it makes the key difference. You can read about a 3-0 win as much as you want, but sometimes these are the kind of things that can go against you. And we've seen it plenty of times. We have seen it plenty of times for sure. Yeah, it's, you could call it moments that matter, marginal gains, inches, all these little different buzzwords for it. It's just these small little things that in the course of 90 minutes, maybe don't seem all that much looking back on them, but at the time, they're absolutely key. Um, it was 51 minutes uh, when he made that save, and um, you're right, if he doesn't make that save, it's suddenly 2-1, and 
we're only one goal ahead. You've got 40 minutes left, pretty much a whole half left, given the injury time that would have went on. And that whole stadium also lifts at that point as well. The home support completely lifts, uh, lifts and it's a different match at that point. But what actually happened was he saved the shot, made the save, it stays 2-0, and rather than lifting, that stadium drops because they know they're only getting so many chances against us. They've had three, I think. That was their third chance of the game. Each one of them had been stopped by Jack Butland. They know at that point it's very unlikely they're going to get another two. And um, it was pretty much game over. I think that I think that save as much as ended the game as much as the second goal did. Uh, we just started layering on the subs after that and had complete control. Finally got our third goal and that was it. So yeah, Jack Butland, fantastic signing of the season, player of the season, man of the year. He's he's everything, Cammy. He's just he's just an absolute legend of a guy already, and he's a proper Rangers goalkeeper. Um, you and I. Uh, are similar ages. You're a little bit older, um, obviously, but um, it's we've grown easy up now. Easy now. We, we've grown up just watching world class goalkeepers playing for Rangers during our lives. Whether that's Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, uh, Stefan Kloss, Alan McGregor, and all the ones in between. Cammy Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the real Cammy Bell that stood up. Um, and now we've got this guy. And listen, it's not easy with the Rangers goalkeeper. Um, plenty have came and not managed to do it. You've got to be a certain type of keeper that can be quite happy working on concentration alone, being there for 88 minutes, doing absolutely nothing, running up and down that 18-yard line, keeping yourself warm half the time because you've got nothing else to do, but being able to jump into action immediately and pull off a great save, and he seems to be able to do that. He's charismatic as well, Cammy. I think he's a important guy around the club. He seems to have um, um, quickly became part of that kind of leadership group that we've got at the club. Um, you hear him talking about the club every time he speaks in interviews and press conferences. He comes across brilliantly. He seems to get it. He just seems to be an absolute brilliant addition to not just the 11, but to the whole club, really. And we've done exceptionally well to get him. Uh, a massive success of the transfer window is him. And um, I think we've got good things to come with him as our number one. It's just the confidence he gives me as a fan is huge. So what he must give to a defence player in front of him is, is massive. And the difference that can make is exactly what you say. It's, it is those marginal gains. It is those inches that make big differences. So let's uh, let's move to the other uh, side of the, the team now, Colin. And and I think we've we've openly said now that we are very much looking for a striker across this uh, this current transfer window. There's obviously still time to do that. The manager has made mention that you know there are you know possibilities in the wind in terms of being able to try and get someone in to be able to try and play up top. Now, um, keen to get your thoughts on, on obviously the, the, the strike options that we had at the moment. Fabio Silva, um, as we were kind of talking during the game, um, interests me. Now, the reason as to why it, it, it's interesting to me is because firstly, I'm a huge advocate of being able to try and give a player time. I think if you're going to watch a YouTube video and a highlight reel, or you're going to judge them after 30 minutes, or, you know, complain against them Barton in a marsh, then you're going to struggle to be able to try it and really have some proper hard evidence on your side. So I think you do need to be able to try and give a player time, right? That's the first thing I would say. But what I think mm-hmm. for me, being able to try and see what his performance, because he got a, a solid run out. I think he, you know, he went off with about just less than 20 minutes to go tonight so he had a good wee run so apart from the fact that he's getting minutes in his legs which he he, he does need he needs to be able to try and probably he's a maybe a step or a couple of steps below 100% match sharpness um what i think's really interesting is there's definitely some great footballing intelligence in his head and what i mean by that is that you can see in terms of his movement you can see in terms of how he pulls players away to be able to create space for others. I mentioned the Todd Cantwell goal earlier on and, and how he did that. Um some of his some of his first time balls. Now I get that it can be frustrating, but the problem with where he plays and when a pass doesn't come off, it's so critical because you know a great pass leads to a goal. We talk about yeah. John Lundstrom, you know, what happened earlier on. Um and, and I mentioned about Todd Cantwell, we've seen that from him where he makes that critical ball just through the middle just slips him in, takes him in there and stuff, and then been able to try and do that. And one of the things that I think is really interesting about Silva just now is I'm starting to see it forming in such a way that there's two things happening here. He needs to understand where his teammates are 
and where they're likely to be. And the only thing that can make that happen is time with them. And the other thing is for them to understand when that's all going to come in. We we had the you know the privilege of being able to see Jermaine Defoe been able to do things like this. And what I mean by that is take up positions and teammates worked out where he would be. Yeah. And he told his teammates where he would be and, and how to be able to try and do that. Silva, I don't think, is going to be an out-and-out striker. I don't see him playing as a, a true in-the-role number nine. But what I do see him being able to do, Colin, is being able to make very, very clever, intuitive passes. And he's finding it now. His radar's starting to come into focus a little bit. Um and I think, as I said to you guys during the game, as we were all talking about it, it feels a little bit to me like it's, it looks like once it clicks, it's going to be very, very effective for him. I'm very interested by what we're going to see from him in the coming weeks. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. Um, he was involved in that Cantwell goal tonight because it was his runoff that yep. took the out the way and left some of the space for Cantwell to get his shot. So we're seeing what he can do and the impact he can make. And that's one of those things where... He's not got an assist. He's not scored the goal, but he's been involved. It just sometimes goes unnoticed. Um, he's not going to be 20, 30 goals a season guy. That's not his game. He's, I think he's more of a 10 than a 9. Um, but he is somebody that can make a difference. I think he's he's good at leading the press, which we know is really important to the manager. We saw that tonight. But it is just still really early doors for him. He's had, what, 20 minutes against Kilmarnock. Um, he played the, the friendly, 45 minutes in the friendly. He played against the Barton for 20 minutes and that, those conditions that he'll have learned absolutely nothing from. And then tonight, so there's still a long way to come. There's only so much you can do in the training park. You will learn more playing with these guys and getting used to the runs, getting them used to your runs and linking up. And I think it will come. He's certainly got the skill. He's got the ability. He had a couple of chances tonight. Um, he, had a couple of, he had a couple of chances against um, Dumbarton as well. He had a really good um, moment in the second half uh, of that game where... He, he he went on a dribble. Uh, he had a one-two with somebody. I can't remember who it was in the box, but we were unlucky not to score from it. Um, I think Cammy needs a goal as the one of the biggest things. I think if he gets a goal, that'll get him up and running. Um, it'll get a few more people behind him as well, and it'll end some of the discussion about is he a goal scorer or not. He just needs to get a goal, and then see where where that takes him. But yeah, he's undoubted class. He don't go for the money he's went for, and play for the clubs he's played for. Um, at that age, without having something about you. He's just not the he's not the number nine, 20, 30 goal striker that we all desperately want and need just now. But that doesn't mean he can't contribute and he can't have a successful half season for us and help us win things. I think he certainly can. It's just like you said, it's just gonna need a little bit of time to get used to it. Um, because he's he's just here. He's hardly played. So we need to give him that time and see what he can do. But I'm very much looking forward to the rest of the season and seeing what he can do for us because he's certainly a class act. And the other part of that um, position I wanted to talk to you about was obviously uh, with Silva coming off. Um, I think, like you say, about 20 minutes or so to play to be replaced by Serial Dessers. And 2 0 up, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, let's just give him some time. And it's, it's tough to be able to describe this goal calling, right, in terms of probably the, the amount of disbelief that I think people had with how great a finish this is. First of all, um, and again, I don't want to be remiss. I don't, I don't want to unpack everything. It maybe sounds like I am, and I apologise if I'm, if I'm going over more ground than I probably should. But the reason I want to mention this, Colin, is because the third goal came about before Dess has even really t- kind of touched the ball, done any kind of any kind of meaningful contribution for the few seconds he's been in the park. But this goal comes about for me from a high press. Sterling been on the, you know, on the press. Lundstrom been on the press. There's obviously a, a, a pretty poor mistake by David Marshall. Um, and by the way, uh, please forgive me because I forgot to mention how funny it was when Tav hit him straight in the face with a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, um, yeah, he passes it straight out to uh, Matondo. Um, Matondo, I think, plays it in. I think he plays it into Sterling. Sterling then obviously lays it off into Dessers. But this is a really high press. Now, the reason as to why I mention this is because this is this is on 73 minutes. We are two goals up, and yet we're still going hunting. We're still looking to be able to try and close that down and force an error. And we did force an error, right? Mm-hmm. Matondo obviously, you know, receives the ball. He plays a really quick, nice, sharp pass through to that. There's there's a nice gap, which Dessers finds himself in. A great wee ball through by Sterling. And... All of a sudden, Cyril Dessers 
who has barely touched the ball at this point, plays some some lovely trickery with his feet. Um, doesn't get uh, it doesn't get spooked by the fact that he's obviously in the box. He keeps his composure, nice and calm, nice and calm. Sees David Marshall coming out, and there's a gap which I would maybe say is two foot at most, Colin. And with the simple, just le- left to right foot, just finds that space, plays a pace perfect ball, and I think he's actually rolling. I think he's actually rolling away celebrating before it's even crossed. Like, Because at first I thought the defender was going to get it and clear it. But he could do anything about it because, like I say, by the time he managed to get there, even outstretched, it was already over the line. Des is away. The coolest guy in the world, I may add, at this stage. Um, and then later on in the game, obviously through one and one misses that because you know it's serial Dessers. So continues to be a bit of an enigma. But my God, what a finish that was for his goal. Absolutely fantastic. So cheeky. And there's a part to this now where 11 goals so far, some of them have been really important goals, I might add. Some of them have been absolute sensational goals. You've got a simple, I'm not going to say a simple tap in, but a very well-worked, very intelligent finish tonight. But then you also think about... um, you know, he's finished up at Dundee where it was just an absolute rasper. But <laughs> this guy on this trajectory is going to score 20 goals a season. And I would be willing to ask anyone if they would have put folding money on that in September last year. Well, that's it, Cammy. He's, I think it might be 12 goals he's on now, but let's not split hairs over a goal. But if you look at the whole of last season, only two players scored more than that, and that was Cholak and Tav. Um, you had um, Morelos scored 12 for the season, Sakala scored 12 all season, and Tillman scored 12 all season. And um, Cyril Dessers has done that by January. Um, Cyril Dessers' issue, Cammy, isn't not scoring goals. Um, his issue for me is always how many chances he needs to get the goal. That's the thing for me. He misses too many chances. His He's actually a good player. And yet, his- and yet, and yet does it first time out the gate now? That's yeah, what I mean. You're totally right, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm just. I'm adding this to my paradox argument yeah, that you're yeah. totally right. In some instances, it looks like he needs two, three, four, five attempts first. This time, it didn't even didn't even need one. Yeah, it needed. It needed four absolute certainty chances against Dumbarton before he scored the one. The one, but he his his touch is great, Cammy. His movement is great. Um, he plays wonderful balls in the box. He he is confident. It's just the, the the goal scoring seems to be an issue in terms of he he, sh- he doesn't seem to be a great finisher. He's got a, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's got a very common finish. He tries to put it through the keeper's legs or aims low at the keeper almost every time. He never puts it to the far side of the keeper. It's it's, it's a really odd finishing technique that he's got. That if I think he would if he could change that, his his fortunes would change massively. Now, listen, I know a lot of people are done with Cyril Dessers. A lot of people have got no confidence in him whatsoever. Well, I mean- Colin, sorry to interrupt. I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from with it, but there's been plenty of strikers. I think about that, like, you know, Michael Owen, a striker who did something very similar to what you're talking about there in terms of being able to try and hit it nice and low and hard across, you know, wherever he felt the keeper was going to be. And in a lot of cases, he hit it through the legs. Yeah. You're absolutely right, by the way. I'm not denying that at all. But there's also times as well where you've seen very successful strikers do a similar technique and it just works on a more consistent basis. That's it, yeah. It's... Listen, I'm not here saying that Cyril Dessers is the answer or Cyril Dessers is going to win us the league, right? Cyril Dessers alone up front is not going to win us the league. But regardless of who we bring in as a goal scorer, and we are going to bring in somebody who is going to have the job to score us goals, Cyril Dessers is still going to play a major part in the rest of our season. He's still going to play a lot of minutes and he's still going to contribute. And like you say, he's on a trajectory to score 20 goals for us this season. Tony Cholak couldn't do that last season. Um, I can't remember the last striker that scored his 20 goals in a season, to be honest. It's, it's been a big issue over the last four or five years not having that out-and-out striker. It's why our right-back has been our top scorer every season for as long as can, we, can, we can remember, Cami. So it is an enigma. You say it's a paradox. It's all these things because this is a guy that's capable of so much, but it, it just doesn't get it together for some reason. And I just hope that... As a fan base, myself included, we don't completely give up on him because he is improving, he is getting better, and he does, whether we like it or not, 
have a major part to play in the rest of our season. So if he can keep improving and keep scoring, then we just need to make the most of that and make the most of the Cyril Dessers we have. And hopefully we get somebody else in to share the burden of the goals as well. But that goal tonight was audacious. Um, he's mugged off and humiliated those two defenders, really. And it's it's just a very Cyril Dessers goal to score. He misses easy chances and scores harder ones. It's frustrating. It's annoying. But he is on a trajectory. He's got his 20 goals a season, which is, if we bought him at the start of the season and said well, he's going to score 20 goals, he'd probably been happy with that. So You'd have been delighted. But like you say, I think... It's just it's just so interesting for me to be able to try and see him coming in. And listen, don't get me wrong, right? I think we finished 2-0 tonight. I don't think there would have been any outcry for it. But again, I want to be able to look at that. I keep coming back to that term. It's those fine margins. It's about being able to then say, can we rely on this guy? Because ultimately, goals will hopefully breed his confidence, will hopefully breed his, his desire to get the ball and, and, and be able to try and do all that. And that has been missing from some of his games, especially at the early start of the season. So, yeah, very, very interesting. So, to surmise, in terms of everything that we've spoken about, right, we've went away to Easter Road and probably, you know, not the greatest conditions in January. Um, the first game back in the league after the winter break, we've won 3-0. We've had a defender, a midfielder and a striker scoring goals. <laughs> um and I think we've been able to to do a, a pretty solid day at the office. Now, there's been a few games recently, Colin, where I know that we've kind of brung out the phrase, you know, it's chips and ham. This didn't feel like this to me um, at Easter Road. This felt to me like this was a really solid performance for the vast majority of the game. Once we'd settled into it, we found a rhythm. And what I think excites me more than even just the plus points that I've mentioned there is that I still think we've got another step that we can go. There's still some players who I think have recovered a bit of form. John Lundstrom being one of them. Obviously, we've seen a lot from Yilmaz now. Long may that continue. A goal for Todd Cantwell, which again, like you say, if he keeps nice and fit, keeps himself solid in there, that's it. I think you've hit the the, the, the nail on the head when you talk about getting a goal for Silva as well. I do not think that is far away whatsoever. Could potentially be Paisley on Saturday. Let's hope so. So I think all in all, all things considered, a really good, as routine as we would want a routine win, but can't be undermined for the fact that it's just a consistency that we've been missing. That's it, yeah. Since the manager came in, Cammy, that's what we've had. It's been consistent. Take away that one result against them uh, before uh, before New Year. And other than that, it's, it's, it's been almost a perfect kind of copybook for them. And we can get better. Uh, we did that tonight without Goldson, remember, uh, our main centre-half. So if he comes in and he automatically improves the team, we are going to get better, and a new number nine coming in completely changes that team as well in terms of ruthlessness up front. That changes a lot of games, changes a lot of results as well. So, yeah, I think it's, I think we're quite perfectly entitled to be optimistic looking ahead to the second part of the season. Be hopeful and uh, believe that we're in this title race because we very much are. We very, very much are in this title race, and we could do it. We're capable of it. We shouldn't be worried about it. We shouldn't be scared of our opposition. We could win this league. And we've come back from the winter winter break a couple of times, Cammy, and not been able to say that. So for as long as I can say that, I'll say it loudly. We can win this league. It's up to us to go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, folks, again, I mentioned to you, Colin, I, uh, due to commitments, have had to record this immediately after the uh, the game Um on Wednesday night, so hopefully by the time you listen to this on Thursday, Rangers will have a new signing in the shape of uh, Mohamed Diomandi. Um, Colin, an interesting one, it's obviously been doing uh, a, probably a bit of a kind of prolonged run in the press because uh, of weather conditions here in Scotland. I think there's been some challenges being able to try and get him here. Um, an attacking midfielder, um, very, very highly thought of in Denmark, I think it's fair to say. Um, and a, a, a good outlay from Rangers, four and a half million pounds, uh, is rumoured that we've we've spent on him. Um, I know to some clubs that's you know chicken feed to us. It's 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 a major outlay. Um, I know that the manager has been very keen on being able to try and get him. Um, and I'm hoping that by the time that that people get a chance to listen to this, uh, we see the infamous. Uh, picture of the scarf above the head at Auchinhowie because that's exactly when you know it's all been done and dusted. Yeah, it's an exciting one this. It's one that's kind of came from nowhere which I think is going to be a common sort of uh, theme to our transfers because anyone that kind of gets spoken about in advance or well in advance quickly get dismissed 
at the moment. So it's these ones like this that just kind of come out of nowhere, kind of the way that Fabio Silva did. Um, I, I guess if anything happens over in Shankland, that's the the one that kind of breaks the rule, but that's a domestic one. There's a lot more stuff to get out about that one, I guess. Uh, but yeah, this guy's exciting. Um, really good pedigree. His current manager over in Denmark describes him as one of the best in the league um, in midfield. He talks about his ability going forward as well as how good he is defensively. Uh, he breaks down a lot of play, lot, makes a lot of defensive tackles. Um, he seems to have a, a real upside for us in terms of his age, Cammy. He's only going to improve. He's a, a guy you'd expect if we're going to bring in for that level of money. Eventually, we're going to move him on for a substantial bit more. That's that's the idea. And he, he ticks all the boxes for a guy that's going to do that. So, yeah, looking forward to him coming in and seeing what he can do. And hopefully, he shines bright like a diamond. Oh, honestly, I mean, we can have a laugh and a joke, right? But the fact that you have to bring it down to that level, um, honestly, I mean, I don't know why people would still listen to this now. But <laughs> just to finish off, so that they do have a reason to keep listening, aside from your horrendous puns, um, is obviously a look uh, towards uh, Paisley on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're the 12.30 kickoff. Obviously, that lot play at 3 o'clock at home. Um, so there is a chance, Colin, by half past two, quarter to three, we could be go- they could be going into that game uh, with us two points behind them. Now, I'm going to start breaking out all the cliches, right? So let's take it one game at a time and, you know, <laughs> let's make sure we don't run before we can walk, etc., etc. But I come back to what I said at the top of the pod. It, I'm, I'm feeling more confident. I've got a sense of belief. I, I don't... I, I'm not suggesting for a single minute that we're going to go across and, and, and face a St Mirren side that is going to give us major, major issues. But again, I don't believe that this manager will allow any kind of degree of complacency. He has said before about the fixture schedule, about the fact that games come, um, you know, thick and fast. Life at Rangers, right? That's what we would all say. We want to win every competition we go into. It, it, you can't do that unless you're willing to go all the way in them so you're going to have to get used to a hectic fixture schedule however you mentioned earlier on and I think it's a great point there is a test coming up again about us being able to we had to win this game in hand that was a test we have to be able to go across get three points and then make them think that there's a title challenge on here as well and just give them a moment of pause that's what I want, and been able to get three points, and Paisley gets that. It definitely does, yeah. I, I think there's a lot more than a chance that we go to two points. I think it's a, dare I say it, it's almost a certainty because I trust this team at the moment. I trust the manager to make that happen. Um, Smyrna have had a decent enough season. They've dropped down a little bit the last couple of months, but they're undefeated in the last four. Um, but we went there in October and won 3 0. They came to us in December, we won 2 0. Um, I don't think we'll have any issues um, come Saturday afternoon or Saturday lunchtime against St Mirren. Um, we're starting to see some players coming back. We saw good use of the bench tonight um, against Hibs and some players coming back and getting minutes as well. So there's going to be a little bit more competition for places, hopefully. Um, may even be some new signings by then, Cammy, competing for places as well. So we know as well when new signings come in, the existing players automatically improve a little bit as well because they've got somebody breathing down their neck and threatening their position as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Uh, I am expecting, um, I'm demanding three points, to be honest, but yeah, I'm expecting three points from us. And just give them something to think about come three o'clock, Cammy, because they are not the force they used to be. Um, they are more than capable of a wobble, and uh, anything we can do to accelerate that wobble or make it a little bit wobblier, then we should absolutely be doing it. And just give them something to think about and see what they can do when the pressure's on them for a change. Make them at their wobbliest is what you're you're saying basically. Yeah, is what you're yeah. Peak peak wobble, right? Okay, fair enough. Right, I understand. I understand. Just um, listen, that's it. And I think we have to go and we have to have a Rangers team that won't beat themselves. And yeah. and I think you know what I mean when I say that, um, because I, again, this this team this team has been led by a manager who is trying to explain to them what they're capable of doing, and he's proving it game by game. He's been able to try and get into it. And when you consider, you know, the old firm defeat aside, forget about all of that, 
where we would be within some of that stuff is, is just absolutely phenomenal. And it is, it's those incremental steps. It's been able to try and make sure that we can tick another one off and another one off and another one off. The manager makes reference to the fact that the league is a marathon. The cup games are sprints and that's great, but we have to be able to try and provide that with 100% focus. So whilst I don't, well, I hope that, you know, we, we, we may not struggle against St Mirren. I hope we don't struggle against ourselves. And again, we use these strong performances, these consistent performances to be able to try and get a get a result and, as I say, cut that uh, that league gap down even more. Um, that'll do us for uh, extra for this week. It's been a long one, which I think has been great. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed talking to Colin as well about some, some great positives for Rangers, which is always welcome, I think it's fair to say. If you'd like to hear more um, of such positivity, some retrospective looks at our history, some of the most latest current news, why not come over and join a community of over 7,000 patrons at patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. You will get a whole plethora of up-to-date content in there, as well as an access to an archive of six years' worth of content in there as well. Um, and more importantly, you'll be able to hear more from my excellent guest in this week's Extra, Mr Colin McMillan. Colin, thank you for joining me. And I know it's been a late shift. We've almost taken it across the midnight hour, but thank you so much for joining me. Oh, can absolute pleasure, Cammy. Cammy, I would talk to you forever without the microphones on, so like, this just makes it all the better. It is, but it would make it difficult to record. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I I told you you would nail this podcasting luck at some point, Colin. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's never, never been a question of knowledge or talent. It was just <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah, as I say, thank you so much to Colin. Been an excellent guest, and and again, I appreciate you being able to make that that late night commitment for me as well. Thank you to the executive producers, um, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Uh, thank you to zenithcoins.com, our extra show sponsor as well. And most importantly, thank you to you all for listening. Let's make sure that we can head to the Smiza Stadium in Paisley on Saturday, get three points, and uh, we're continuing on our track to success. David will be back with you on flagship as per usual on Monday. Have a brilliant weekend, folks. Enjoy yourselves, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again shortly. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.